How will COVID-19 impact the way commercial real estate is financed? Join us as we bring active lenders together to discuss their debt and equity programs. Register for this must-attend event. Welcome to another episode of the CRE Advantage. My name is Charles Williams. I am the managing member and owner of Pioneer Realty Capital. Uh, today, we have a special guest with us, uh, Mr. Daniel Palmier. Uh, Mr. Palmier is the founder and CEO of the nationally acclaimed specialty finance company, UC Funds. Uh, Dan, Daniel, is it, do you prefer Dan or Daniel? Uh, both. Usually, uh, my, my, when I was in trouble as a child, I was known as Daniel. Okay. But I go by Dan today. Oh, you go by Dan. Okay. Well, Dan, welcome to our podcast. Uh, we're, we're certainly, nice to be with you. Yeah, we're, we're certainly happy to have you guys on. Um, so, Dan, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm sure you have an interesting background. And um, how did you get into commercial real estate? Uh, tell us about um, your career and, and uh, where, you got, where you are now. Okay, so I, uh, I graduated for uh, University of Notre Dame back in the early 80s. And um, I'm a, an accountant and CPA by training. And um, I, always, I always love real estate. And uh, so I started with uh, a couple of developers and uh, went, uh, went on to Wall Street, worked there for you know, about a decade and a half back in the 90s. And, and then I went out on my own in uh, the early 2000s and started uh, the first venture in specialty finance after I honed uh, a, lot of, a lot of good skills on Wall Street. So the, uh, my, my passion is to be an entrepreneur and I, I love delivering you know, specialty financial solutions. I, I think that um, you know, what drives me is, is being creative and, and figuring out you know, how to do something others you know, can't and, and, or won't or uh, something that's uh, just sophisticated. And, and that's, uh, that's one of my passions to be able to figure things out and, and then uh, I left. I left the New York uh, Shark Tank, dog eat dog world. A lot of cliche, so that we could deliver. And and I say we because you know it's it's all about people, mm -hmm. and so we could deliver you know specialty financial solutions, and do it um, as sophisticated as anybody else, but do it like an old fashioned uh, bank where you know your customer, you want to take care of your customer, your customer's needs are really important. And um, you know, I just felt that that would be a unique uh, posture for a company that provides really sophisticated financial solutions. And um, you know, we feel that everybody should win and feel, feel good about you know, doing, doing a deal and, and getting it done. Okay, very good. So uh, for, for the benefit of our audience, I want to kind of break down a little bit of what, what you uh, mentioned. Um, you, you mentioned the word, uh, and, and I mentioned it too in, in the introduction, uh, specialty finance. Uh, how would you define uh, specialty finance and, and the role that type of finance uh, financing plays in the commercial real estate space? So specialty is unique. Specialty is tailor-made. Specialty okay. is other than what you would get from a traditional capital provider, lender, bank. So if you go to a bank, they tell you, well, we have 
XYZ uh, available to you. If you go to Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, same thing. Uh, if you go to a life insurance company that is a lender, they have programs. A specialty financier uh, creates, they, they tailor make uh, a solution that an entrepreneur can take and do what they want with. So it's, it's like, you know, Jello or Plato. Plato's more appropriate. That you, if somebody wants, you know, a vase that looks like this or looks like that, we can make it for them. So it's um, it's actually really it's it's a fun for for us. It's really fun and creative that we can you know tailor make a solution that somebody can can use that will work for them because every every real estate deal is unique. Very good. So I guess one way one might explain that when you go to some of these more established um, lending institutions, maybe it's agency, as you mentioned, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or a bank, you're trying to take the need and fit it into their established box. Uh, whereas right. it's the opposite with you guys. If I understand you correctly, uh, you take the box and you fit it to the need. Is that correct? Yeah, I would say that um, in, a, in more specifics, if someone needs what, you know, 70% uh, financing or 75, 80, 90, 95, you know, will tailor make a, a deal for that solution, right? Okay. So if somebody is price sensitive, we'll tailor make uh, a solution that is less costly. If they have little equity, We'll, we'll tailor make a solution that gets them to you know, whatever, 90, 95%, so that they don't have to put um, equity or raise equity that they don't have. So it's, it's, we're listening to what the need you know, of the entrepreneur, the user of the capital is, and we're figuring out how to get there for them. And, and then we'll do it quickly. Wow, very good, that's, that's excellent. So um, now, you mentioned that you guys are also, uh, you play at various levels in the capital stack. You can come in as senior debt, obviously. Um, do you have a mezzanine program on the debt side as well? That's right. Okay, so you're senior debt, mezzanine, and you can come in at preferred equity and JV equity as well. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. So we call that a one-stop shop for commercial real estate capital solutions mm. so the one stop if you're looking for a first mortgage loan whether it be long term short term we call that a bridge loan and bridge loans are typically you know 12 months to 36 months where you know someone's buying something maybe putting you know some capex into it some renovation into it we call it uh, the slang would be put some lipstick on on it and then selling it or refinancing. We do mezzanine financing, which is uh, in layman's terms, like a, second, like a second mortgage position. It's subordinate to the first. Uh, we'll also do second mortgages, by the way. Wow. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do preferred equity, which is mezzanine-like, uh, because it's got a fixed return. Uh, it's, it plays uh, about in the same position in the cap stack. And then we'll do joint venture equity and ground up construction. And we, and we also 
do permanent loans. So we will, as an intermediary, work with uh, many established partners to provide the long-term capital, which is usually you know, 10 years or more, and that is required if somebody wants to stay in the asset uh, for a longer term uh, period of time at a lower rate. And, and that's, that's the cycle. So that's, that's the, uh, you know, the, the birth to, I call it college, which is you know, interim bridge loan to permanent loan, everything in between. And that's, that's our one-stop shop for commercial real estate capital solutions. Well, wow, that's very good. So you're, you're able to participate at all levels of the capital stack and the full cycle of the asset. Is, is, is that's correct. So wow. organically, sometimes we do that. So yeah. sometimes uh, a developer will come to us and they want to partner with us. They want JV equity. So we'll bring JV equity and they'll say, well, can you do the first mortgage construction loan? Well, we'll do that too, if they want it. And, and then you know, once that project is, is finished, is completed, and it has a certificate of occupancy, uh, it's ready for a permanent loan solution. So that'll be Fannie, Freddie, uh, CMBS, Life Company, what have you. So we'll, we can do that, everything. The key, the key to one-stop shop is to have customers that say, I'm gonna do what I, I do best, right. which is find opportunities, right. and you at UC Funds, please, please what you do best in giving us capital solutions. So that's, right. that's the real marriage in, uh, in what we do. Okay, very good. Now, do you participate out any of your loans or do you fund all of your loans uh, just by, by yourself? 98% of what we do is our capital. Okay. So we, have, we have various capital uh, that uh, we've accumulated over the years and we've, uh, we've been we're very fortunate that uh, capital has come to us. So we've had, we have uh, very ample capital that you know, we've invested for many, many years. Okay, well, very good. So um, now UC Funds is started in 2010. So are you, so UC Funds started right after um, the last economic crisis, right? And so, so you kind of caught the end, uh, I, I guess the end of one cycle and the beginning of another cycle. Would you, would you say that's correct? Well, we made it through the last cycle with the predecessor fund that I started in 2004. Okay. So we were, most, most of the team that uh, is part of UC Funds was the same team that made it through the last cycle. So we, um, we call it muscle memory. So we had a lot of muscle memory on how to succeed, you know, through, you know, really uh, pandemic difficult times. So we, we had, uh, we're managing predecessor fund and, and we, uh, we got an inbound call from a Forbes 50 billionaire, you know, in late 2009, and they wanted us uh, to uh, buy distressed notes for them. And you know, during that due diligence period, we educated, you know, that investor who had never uh, invested in uh, United States commercial real estate or finance of any kind on what a more sustainable business mm -hmm. uh, would be. And uh, they, they bought into that and they invested, uh, over you know, the last 10 years, over a billion five with us. So wow. that was our first investor, they're still investing. And then and we brought you know, other, other investors of 
you know, foreign, domestic, insurance companies, uh, sovereign wealth funds. And that, that's the pool of capital that makes up UC funds. Okay, very good. So now what would you say are the lessons learned uh, coming through the last cycle, going into a new cycle, now into another quote unquote uh, economic crisis? What, what are some of the key things that you've learned? If you were to give uh, developers or customers advice as we move forward in, into this you know, new economy, uh, what would you say are some, some things they really want to keep in mind? First off, don't do it. It's way too, way too painful. But if you have to do it, um, my philosophy is to first stop, you know, count your blessings, uh, smell the roses, uh, do what you can control, um, make sure that you surround yourself with great people, mm -hmm. which we have. And, um, you know, we, we're, we, we are unique. We were built for these turbulent times. Mm -hmm. and, and we do have what, what I call muscle memory from the success of 2000, the 2008-9 times. Mm -hmm. So my, my advice would be, you, know, you, you, gotta, you have to work hard. You got to work smart. You've got to um, have some blinders on for your things that are just not, uh, not relevant to your mission. So focus what you can control and, um, and work hard and do the right things. Take care of your people, communicate a lot. I mean, this, this uh, distressed time is different from the last one. Yeah, at least the last one we were, we were all together, now we're all apart. So right. you have to be a, a little more flexible and use your technology. So in this cycle, we're, we're all on Zoom. Um, we're, we're getting back to work, you know, before most others, but we're, we're really connected through Zoom. So we're communicating and, you know, we're just, we're, we're working hard and we're making it happen. So uh, to, that's, that's the advice I would have. You also, you also have to be grateful for what you have. If you right. If you focus on, you know, what the news is telling you, you know, the, all the distress, um, you know, that, that will take, that will take energy from you mm -hmm. that you can otherwise deploy into something that uh, is valuable, that you can control, that you can create. Um, and what we can go into, into uh, ways that we, we've done that. But, but those, those are really the tenets of, you know, how to survive and, and hopefully thrive you know, through some really tough times. Okay, so so that advice would be, uh, would it be the same across the board to developers, uh, those who own existing buildings or those who are looking to acquire? Um, or would you say uh, it would be, you would have different advice for, uh, depending on what their objective was, if they're a developer or if they're, a, uh, if they're looking to acquire, if they're looking to, uh, maybe uh, recapitalize or something. Yes, sir. If you're if you're looking for a capital provider, right, mm -hmm. in, in a time like this, uh, now more than ever, it it you, you must know who you're doing business with. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you know you can separate you know the proverbial wheat from the chaff mm -hmm. because you know there's there's a lot of uh, groups and and people that tell you they can do something and and they're not either they're not real or they're just hopeful to uh, to be able to do it in the future, or they, they used to do it and 
uh, they're, they're going to, they're going to back in business whenever, but, um, you know, being reliable is, is always key, you know, whether it's a, a good market or, or a not so good market today, more than ever being reliable and, and being, uh, being, uh, somebody that's going to be able to deliver a capital solution is huge. Uh, that's uh, part of the reason why we're really successful. Uh, one of our philosophies is, has always been to under-promise and over-deliver. And that's, uh, that's a long-term view. So in good markets, if you under-promise and over-deliver, uh, in bad markets, you know, <laughs> you're, you're going to get that customer. And right. you know, if you continue to perform uh, and, and create relationships based on performance and trust, you can have that customer forever. So uh, you, know, you have to really uh, understand who you're doing business with and make sure that you know, they're really reliable. And then you know, the other factors are of you know, being quick is really important. It's another one of our competitive advantages. And then uh, being creative to you know, really provide something that a user, the, the entrepreneur, the, the owner, uh, can can do something with. Okay, good. Well, you guys certainly have a unique product and service, uh, you know, a value proposition that um, many lenders in your space do not have. Um, how do you take your product to market? You, you have this phenomenal product. Uh, do you have originators that work directly with you and you go directly to the borrower or do you just work with a select a group of borrowers and developers relationships you've established over the years or or I mean how does how do you determine who you're going to do business with and and how do you reach them what is your method for reaching them yes uh, various ways we have um, since being in the business for a long time and having a track record that you know, we have borrowers that you know, keep coming back you know, for mm -hmm. years and and now um, being that capital is pretty scarce mm -hmm. uh, those older older borrowers are are saying oh yeah uc funds can do this so we've got we've got borrowers that you know, we've worked with for 15 20 years so the repeat borrowers are are really essential the repeat borrowers are also a key piece to the referral network so mm -hmm. if there's if there's a new borrower um and they're they're new new to the business or they've never heard of us um you know, typically I'll say just just to the our originator, just give them a list of as many uh, referrals as as they need, and mm. typically it's a couple three. But these are these are these would be titans in the industry that have been with us for a very long time, or somebody that just uh, just used our products and is really you know very happy uh, with the performance, and they'll say that. Um, you know, if, if the CEO signs that term sheet, it's going to get done, it's going to get done fast and it's going to get, uh, you're going to be done on, on time, on time and on terms. And, uh, then we have, we have brokers that, you know, we've serviced, you know, for many, many years and we've got, uh, also this, this new, uh, innovative thought that, uh, myself and the senior team came together with, and we call it project outreach. And we saw that the market just stopped. You know, we call it pencils down, whatever. It just skid to a halt uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. You know, so it, uh, whether, whether it was just fear 
or reality, most of the institutions that we would otherwise compete with stop lending. Right. And, and a lot of them were CLO lenders, specialty financiers that, that had to have an exit strategy you know, with a CLO or they, they borrowed money from uh, investment banks with warehouse facilities or, or other uh, institutional markets. They just stopped. Uh, when you have uncertainty, you know, institutional markets, they usually slow. This one, they stopped. Right. So, yeah, so, so project outreach was, you know, we're about, we're headquartered in, in Boston, about 50 strong. And we could, we used this opportunity to take, you know, uh, other disciplines, other uh, executives and, and line people that uh, manned other disciplines of, say, underwriting, asset management, our finance people, our servicing people, and, uh, and gave them an opportunity to tell the market, basically pick up the phones, you know, for two or three hours a day and mm -hmm. tell the market about us and our capital programs and that we're open for business. And, and that was another way really to turn the spigot up. And uh, as, our, as our head of originations would say, uh, for UC funds, this is our Super Bowl. It's never been better. And, uh, and then we have, a, we have a screening group that uh, part, of, part of our fabric is that we have a dedicated uh, executive that you know, screens all the deals. So if you can visualize a funnel, you know, a big mm -hmm. funnel, so deals come in the top of the funnel and then they work their way you know, down to the bottom and, and then they get, they get done. But you know, we're, we put about a billion a week, a billion a week now into the top of the funnel Wow. Uh, what deals make sense for our investor base. So those, those are the, the different ways that uh, you know, we're, we're making it happen today. Okay. So I, I know that you guys make very large loans. Uh, what's the largest loan you've ever done? Haven't done it yet, Charles. Haven't done it yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we keep putting together capital and, and then our capital, you know, uh, participates together. So right. I, I'd say that our, our niche is around three million to a hundred million, and okay. then our sweet spot is in that, you know, ten to ten to thirty-five million. So Dan, uh, you guys are, are participating uh, on the COVID nineteen uh, conference, the virtual conference uh, that we are hosting uh, on the CRE Media and Events platform. Um, and, you know, obviously we're in a new environment with this COVID-19. It's, it's your Super Bowl, right? Uh, but what, what's the main point? If you were to kind of um, boil it down to one main message that you plan on delivering or communicating to, to those uh, folks who, are, who will be attending the conference, what would you say the key thing they want to know or remember about uh, commercial real estate finance as we move into this COVID-19 environment? So, you know, COVID-19 is something that uh, is, is totally unique. And we've never, we've never seen anything like that. Not even if you put, you know, 2008, you know, Great Recession on top of, you know, hurricanes and 9-11, and you put all those, you know, impacts together. It's still not uh, as impactful as, you know, COVID-19. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's going to be, you know, a lot of opportunity in the future for, 
you know, investors that are opportunistic. But right now, you know, there's, there's a lot of woe. There's a lot of woe on the ownership of real estate. And then on the financing, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a developer. So I'm, I'm a borrower too. So I can speak, you know, right from, you know, the, the get-go on the user of capital. There's, there's, not, there's not many banks that are even saying they're in business. So right. you can look at, you know, you know commercial real estate, uh, you know, rags out there and they'll say, you know, these lenders are doing X, Y, Z. But if you read, you know, the leverage levels and, the, and then the cost of their capital, they're really not in business. So right. there's, there's really a dearth of capital out there. And, and then there's, you know, very few specialty financiers. Uh, one of them is, is us. We really don't know of any, anyone else. But uh, that, that should get better over time. Uh, and I'm hopeful that, you know, the American economy is, is as strong as it, it was prior to COVID-19, uh, and, and it'll get better. Uh, depending on the asset class is when, you know, things will get, get better. So multifamily, you know, typically uh, last cycle and this cycle, I, I predict, uh, will be the least impacted and come back the fastest. People need a place to live. Uh, the rest of the food groups, you know, it will be slower. So student housing, there's a lot of question mark there. Uh, retail, you know, obviously with uh, your digital retail and, and then, you know, uh, people not getting out and, and stores actually closed. Uh, that's uh, that's going to take a lot longer to heal. Uh, we're, uh, we're an owner of hospitality. Um, so we lend on a lot of hospitality, but we're an owner. Uh, I think that hospitality uh, will be right there with retail, maybe may a little bit better. If it's, if it's a drive up uh, marketplace, that will recover faster than something that you need to fly to. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, with hotels in Stanford, we were blessed that um, our outreach, our marketing group, we decided to think out of the box uh, again and, and say, let's, let's call first responders. Let's, let's work with the mayor. Let's call the U.S. Army. And most of COVID-19 were full on our, on our two hotels. So that, that was a blessing. And you know, now we're, we continue to build market share. But um, it's, it's an unprecedented time. And we really have to, uh, as my mother would say, keep your eyes open. And uh, you know, be careful out there. Count your blessings, and uh, it, it'll all come back. But it's just a matter of time. Okay, well, very good. Well, Dan, uh, thank you so much for making some time available. Uh, it's really I've learned a lot about your company. Uh, of course, you know we've talked and have done business for a number of years. Uh, we've known of UC funds, and you guys have looked at a lot of our deals. Um, for us, you've always been the type of company that stands out in the marketplace as, as a company that provides unique solutions. And it's really been a pleasure uh, to have you on our program uh, for the benefit of our audience. And we certainly would love for you to come back, uh, especially as we go through the cycle, kind of follow up, uh, give us uh, maybe a commentary on where we are uh, at that point and, and what we can expect in the future. And, and really uh, just give us some insight on, on what you're seeing at that time. Uh, but again, thank you so much for making time. And uh, we certainly look forward to uh, seeing you at the conference, uh, the COVID-19 Impact on Commercial Real Estate Conference. Thanks, Charles. We look forward to it. All right. We'll see you later. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye.
How will COVID-19 impact the way commercial real estate is financed? Join us as we bring active lenders together to discuss their debt and equity programs. Register for this must-attend event.